This is an AMI podcast. Hey guys, welcome along to another episode of Double Tap. It is Wednesday, it's the 29th of November 2023. And today it's all about you and your feedback. Oh yeah, and we're back from our travels safely. You're listening to Double Tap, your daily accessible technology show. Now, here's your hosts, Stephen Scott and Sean Priest. Hey, Sean Priest. It's weird to be uh, back in the studio, although it's not really, because, you know, I'm always here. It's actually stranger seeing you in person and feeling you. I was feeling you. Okay. Hello, Stephen. (laughs) Oh, I missed you. Wasn't that a Des Ray song? I'm sure it was a Des Ray song. What, hello, Uh, Stephen? I'm feeling you. Can we we stop saying that? That, That's making me very... No, no, hang on. I was, I'm kissing you, so let's never mention that song again. <laughs> oh, it was beautiful. It's weird, right? It feels like we meet every day, but then mm. we actually met in person. I came roaring up in my mobility buggy, honking my horn. I made sure to tell him. Yes, part parping away. <laughs> ah, it was very, very nice. Yeah, it was really nice, uh, and it's, it was such a, a weird day because so so I've got to tell you the story of the day, right? Honestly, this was the the worst day of my life. Oh, thanks. Uh, mixed mixed in mixed in with absolute joy. Oh, um, you can guess which part was which. Uh, but yeah, so I started the day off uh, or the night before actually by going to bed early because I wasn't feeling very good the night before. The Friday night I wasn't feeling too great, and you might have noticed at the tail end of last week that I was a little bit grumpier than usual. Oh, really? Yes. Yeah. Sometimes you can't tell, but yeah, I was. So I um I went to bed early, and my intention was get a good night's sleep, and then I'll feel good. I'll be ready. I'll be Refreshed. rested. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Be ready yeah, for yeah. the day ahead because I had a nine-hour train journey to contend with so uh hang on four plus four is eight, eight. Nine, and nine yeah that's right so well done thank you <laughs> uh, <laughs> i cannot do math so nine hour train journey so four hours there four and a half hours there four and a half hours back so knew it was going to be a long day fine um one o'clock in the morning the house alarm goes off oh and i wake up standing up out of the bed. Well, of course. I actually wake up standing up. Well, you're like a panther. <laughs> your your reflexes are just bang. I am up, ready for action. And I don't know what I'm ready for. I mean, if somebody's standing there in my house, I have no idea what it is I'm going to do. Hey, you. Now then, stop that. Now, I don't want you in this house, and I'd like you to leave immediately. Or if you can get that, uh, and, and actually, if you could do a couple of things for me around the house first, because there's a couple of <laughs> things I can keep, do with getting done just, since we've got a man in now. Um, <laughs> could you just get on with it? Can you run the back around on your way out? Thanks. Uh, could you change that bulb up there? I can't quite reach. Um, so, yeah, I, I ran downstairs and got into the living room, checked the, the house, and everything seemed fine. Everything seemed to and be is, fine. Is the alarm going off whilst this is all happening well, still? Or have you got a panic alarm trick. fob? No, I don't have a panic alarm fob. That's oh. something I want to get into, actually, mm. because uh, that, someone else told me they had one of those. Um, no, I don't have that, but we do, we do have a fob for the alarm, so it basically just turns it on and off. It just actions well, it. That's exactly what I was talking about, Stephen Scott. Well, I mean, well the uh, panic uh, alarm just sets uh, the alarm off, but the alarm's not connected. Oh, I see. Oh, Should uh, I be okay. saying this? Probably not. No. So anyway, um, yeah, so, so it's connected <laughs> to a heavy mob of people who will come around at a minute's notice. <laughs> heavy um, mob. We're so down with the youth. 
<laughs> so anyway, I uh, get up and I, I, you know, check things out. And I even start feeling the windows and the doors to make sure that nothing's cracked or yes. broken or well done. any attempts have been made. Uh, although I don't even think windows crack like the way they used to. Like you would smash a window in, would they? I mean, they'd probably just crack and just stay in place. I don't, unless you really forced you got it. bulletproof windows? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Obviously. Of course I live in Scotland. <laughs> Bears might try and get in. Uh, right. Okay. And w- so, so a false alarm, yeah. I'm guessing. It was a, Well, it was a false alarm. That was the thing. So here was the problem. The keypad for the alarm system is not accessible, right? Obviously, yeah, and um, so got- it had loads of instructions on how to navigate because a very simple structure. I think it's just a simple, you know, arrow left and right system. But of course, you need to be able to see what's on the panel, mm. and also you need to know the magical codes to get into the settings. So I thought, right, forget that. I'm not going to even attempt. I was thinking of calling Ira and saying, "Let's go through this," but I thought, mm, this might be just a little bit. Even for them, that might be too much. So I thought, right, let me think about this. And one of the things we have as part of the alarm system is an app, a companion app, which allows you to see the status of the alarm. And also, if you wanted to disable the alarm when you're out, say you got a false alarm. Oh, beautiful. Smartphones to the rescue again. And there's a log in there of all the things that whenever an alarm is triggered or something happens or you set the alarm, it will keep a log of it. And that was accessible. So I was able to go through and find out exactly what sensor, number 18, if anyone's interested, uh, 18? How big is your house? I There's like 27 sensors in there somewhere. Wow. I don't even know what half of them are, but they're all there and they clearly work. Uh, but anyway, 18 was the one that went off and it was the smoke alarm upstairs. Oh, oh that's a bit weird. Okay. So it said tamper on input. <gasps> Someone had thinking, tried to tamper with it. Someone's broken into my house, yes. managed to get past my bank level security uh-huh. and fiddle with my smoke alarm for some unknown reason. They didn't steal the jewels, but they did play around the with the Scott smoke alarm. jewels? No, they left them alone. <laughs> Said, no, that's all right, thanks. We're getting not even in the gold uh, pawn shop, we've got nothing for that. So, uh, yeah, it was something weird. So I just, I assumed, and turned out I was right, that it had just been a false alarm. Something had, had triggered it. Anyway, I, I now know the problem. Um, the problem was that my lovely cleaner, Mary, uh, she was getting a little bit too excitable with the feather duster. Oh. Uh, and she whacked she said whacked. smoke alarm mm. while she was cleaning cobwebs, which doesn't seem well, much to be fair, if you've got your cleaner working at 1am, <laughs> I'm quite good for her, is what I say. That was a protest. She was not in the house at 1am, right? Uh, Nobody else was in the house at okay. 1am. Was, it was a previous week. Um, the day before, I would guess. So she... Um, she, she told me that she had whacked the... Uh, she remembered as well doing it. I don't know why she did that. But anyway, she whacked the smoke alarm, and that's what, what's basically put it off course. And a rapid that, response. And, uh, 48 hours later, it went off. Well, the weird thing is, obviously, it was just knocked a little bit, and then it, for whatever reason, decided that at that moment in time that it was going to set the alarm off. But what I didn't realise is when you... Do, essentially, if you try and take the smoke alarm off... The house alarm just goes off, so it's, it's really nothing to do with the alarm being set or not. It would have happened anyway. Oh, uh, right. Yeah. Okay. Because it's this you. tamper thing. I think it's all to do with legislation we have in this country now around the way that smoke alarms work. You can't just, you know, because there's obviously been house fires where people have, you know, just, oh, just get rid of that smoke alarm. It just does my head in, you know, and they just take it off the roof and, and they just, th- yeah. Yes, when exactly. the battery's low. Exactly. Can I, but you can can't I do that anymore. Yes. I, I, I don't know. I don't have any smoke alarms. 
That's against the law. You're going to have the police. Oh, is it? I mean, I, I only house. have one smoke alarm. I, I don't have any. And smoke they have alarms. to be linked. Well, have you seen the price of those smart uh, smoke alarms? Like the, do the you not have that ones. law in England? Do you know, is that a different no, law in that's, Scotland? Uh, yeah, it's only Scotland. Uh, officer, honest. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Is it? Is it against the uh, law? Well, I know. I know. In Scotland, it's illegal. <laughs> Can we edit this to, bit? To no- <laughs> <laughs> Let's just change subjects. <laughs> but it is. I, I, it may be different in England, and it may well be. I yes. know in Scotland, oh, there no. is a law which says you must have these linked smoke alarms. I think it is in Scotland linked only, to though, what? to be fair. They have to be linked to each other. It has to be linked. It has to be a linked system of smoke alarms so that, I guess, they can I don't, talk to each other, get to know each other, go for dinner. Well, how much are they? Drinks. They must be expensive, surely. Yeah, about 150, 200 quid. I'll get out of town. What? And you've got to have them. And you legally have to have them. Who told you that? The salesman? That cannot be true. <laughs> Check your Scottish legislation. Uh, McSporran uh, government said wow. that it's absolutely true. I'm so glad you said that, not me. Okay, so that's feedback at doubletaponair.com. And also, also, you must have porridge for breakfast every morning. <laughs> Any officers want to let us know? Get in touch. The flower of Scotland every day. <laughs> it's, the way, it's just the way of life here. It's the way we work. Ah, burglar alarms. More trouble than they're worth? Or um, an essential in today's well, society? I, Discuss. I think there's a bigger question around accessibility of these things. Ah, they're all terrible. Yeah, well, yeah I have I no mean, idea how to one, use mine. No idea. The only one I've often thought about is the ring alarm. It's the only one that ever comes to mind that might be the closest to accessible, mm-hmm. although based on their ring front doorbell app. Hmm. Um, yeah, it's not but, great, is it? It's not great, no. In fact, it's actually, I find it terrible, to be honest. I just talk through the Lady A. I just talk through Like uh, through so that. many things, yeah, Lady A comes to the rescue. But if you're just using that app, I mean, it's doable, but I'm sure I'm missing out on a lot of things. It's just so cluttered to navigate. It's not great. And can I just say for people who don't understand this, because I don't think a lot of people even know this is a, a function. If you've got a ring doorbell, you can ask Lady A to talk to the front door. You say her name and you say talk to the front door. And it opens up the microphone between the door and you so you can have a conversation. Now, the only downside is, of course, you're not going to see the person. Now, if you're blind like we are, it doesn't really make much difference. But at least it opens up the, the communication and it avoids the app. They used to have an app. Was it called Rapid Ring or something? Rapid Ring, Ring Rapid. yeah, which was, that was, good. Which was quicker. Because the whole thing for me, my connection isn't great. Now, admittedly, I've got a very early generation Ring doorbell. But, um, yeah, it could take like 30 or 40 seconds, which doesn't sound a lot, but it is when someone's Oh, rang your doorbell yeah. and they, suddenly they've gone to actually connect to them. Well, look at these days. They, they deliver parcels and honestly, they knock the door and they're gone. Yeah, that's they right. They just go. Yeah, yeah, it's true. But it's, it's, i got to say, though, it is really nice to have, you know, it, when you get that unexpected um, knock on the door or ring of your bell at a, a weird time at night, it's so nice just to be able to talk to them without having to go to the door. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, you know, the same is true of alarms. I mean, you know, although this one did almost give me a heart attack for the second time in my life uh, on that, that evening, and it was terrifying, and it is terrifying, whenever an alarm goes off. And, you know, it's funny all the things that run through your mind, right? I'm sitting there thinking, what do I do in this situation? I mean, honestly, what can I do? I honestly don't know. I feel, you know, I, I, I am the kind of guy who could, you know, I'll stand up for myself if I need to, I'll do what I need to do. But, you know, I can't get into an altercation with someone. What chance have I got, realistically? 
what? and you do get into the, and you start thinking all these things oh, of course, course you're thinking you about protecting your family you're thinking yep. about and you know i i know that instinct kicks in but you know there's the visual aspect there's the you know the, the fact that you know what's what's going to happen there's so many questions uh and of course then you find out that it's a smoke alarm and you and you just can't get over that because you think Really? All that for that? And that was me. I was up till like four in the morning. Couldn't get back to sleep. Oh, that's why so we, finally, you were so grumpy when we met. Ah, exactly. It all makes sense. Yeah. Ah, okay. So four o'clock, I get back to sleep. I wake up at half past five. Trains at 7 a.m. I'm lying in bed thinking. <laughs> I'm not going. <laughs> how can I get out of this? <laughs> how can I cancel? And, and you know the way I'm thinking, I've told everyone here that I'm going to go. I've told you guys I'm going to go. Yes. I kind of have to go. So I, true British spirits, well done. I stood up, and I got up and I, I got a on shower. Your yep. I put my, I, I, I took some globules of porridge <laughs> and powered through. I powered on into the world of British rail. That is an absolutely horrific institution. And then I got on this train, freezing cold train. Mm. Um, I decided to pay for an upgrade. There's, there's three classes. Of course, now on trains. you did. Of yeah. course. There's, there's, there's three classes now on national rail, which goes between Scotland and London and in England. And the three classes are standard, which is standard, just average, seat, table, whatever. Fine. Yes. Um, then you've got standard premium. I don't understand that one, but yes. Which is basically first class without any frills. Mm. And then first class, which is first class with frills, right? So it's the same seats that you get in first class, but you're getting them at a cheaper price. Significantly cheaper price. Yes. So more room, more leg room, um, often quieter as well, because they're never usually filled up. And um, yeah, so quite pleasant. So I, I sat in there. And the only downside to sitting in there is you then have to go get your own coffee. You have to go get your own stuff. And the carriage, it was like nine carriages away oh, was the yes. shop. Yes. And I'm walking through thinking, oh, my God, <laughs> where, where is this shop? I thought I'll be in London by the time I get to this <laughs> shop. I'm just walking forward all this way through. And, and of course, the place is full. I'm falling over bags. Yeah. I, must have, I must have fallen into it. I don't know how many people. Touch the tops um, of their heads instead of the seats. Yes. Oh, I do that all the time. Yeah. yeah. Whacking people. Obviously, they've got the cane. So it's thankfully tracking to some degree, but not much use. Anyway, we get to the shop. And then, of course, you think, right, okay, now I need to get back with a cup of coffee and not spill it over some poor undeserving person forget it it was challenging i will not lie to you it was challenging and when i sat back down i thought you know a good friend red sail who climbs mountains i don't think he understands the pain of walking through (laughs) a busy train he's he's got no idea when he's hanging a thousand feet hanging off a mountain i'm sorry that's nothing you try walking through a crowded (laughs) train nine carriages worth by the way with with a a cup of coffee boiling hot cup of coffee yeah well it's funny because i was sat there had a nice seat reserved everything was great i even had a little plug to you know charge up my phone excellent and then it's a three hour from where i am to london three hour journey and then about two hours in it was okay i need the toilet but the trouble is not a problem i don't mind doing that you know tramp along the corridor absolutely fine but as soon as i leave that seat 
it disappears. It, it's yes. gone. I can never find it again. I've tried counting the rows, <laughs> and that never works. Um, I didn't want to leave anything. Sometimes I'll leave something sticking out of the seat so I could it brushes Kim. my leg. Yeah, well, I wanted. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. But you know what? It's like okay, I'm giving up this seat. It's it's disappeared. It's dead to me. It no longer yeah. exists as soon as I leave it. So um, yeah, I don't know. And when they say you know the the food carriage, hello. Listeners, this is a tech show, honestly. When they say the food carriage is towards the front of the train, what I've noticed now is that I don't know which way the train's travelling. I can't sense it. You care about that? Well, then you know which way is the front of the train. Because oh, I don't care about that. Yeah, well, if, I mean, I assume the driver knows. That's all I'm really bothered yeah, about. Yeah, but if you're walking the wrong way trying to find the food carriage, you're walking towards the back of the train because you don't know which way it's well, travelling. You know, well, you know, that is why you have a tongue in your head, Sean Priest. You ask someone. Ah, oh, I'm not talking to people. The hoi polloi. It's all right for you in first class. I'm with the riffraff in standard class. Standard premium, I think you'll find. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I did get first class on my uh, journey uh, somewhere else from London. Um, um, they put me in first class. And somewhere else, weekend away, wasn't it? It was, yes. I, I, oh, I did nice. a little bit of travelling after you, Stephen Scott. Know. You, know. you got lost. Right. Yes. Okay. So um, <laughs> you toured the country and then found your way home <laughs> three days later. Um, okay. So I then get on the train and, you know, I have the experience that I had and that was okay. I mean, it was fine. And like you say, um, not to, <laughs> God, there's so many th- aspects to this day that just went horribly wrong. So my intention was to get some work done. I had an interview that I wanted to edit and I wanted to spend some time on it. And I realised in the morning before I left, I really, I, I didn't have the files on my laptop. And as you know, I, I got this new MacBook Air. I haven't even set it up properly yet. So I thought, well, I'm not taking that with me. There's no what? point because it's not ready for anything. What a perfect so, opportunity to set it up on the train. Well, well, oh, yeah, because I, I can download 8,000 files on Dropbox, yes. you know, on a train internet connection. Yes. That's really going to work, it's right? It's fine. So, no, terrible idea. So I'll take my laptop instead. I've got my PC laptop. I'll open it up, I'll, I'll turn it on, I will get the files downloaded so I've got everything on the machine. So I do that, and I've got some time. So I think I'll have a coffee, and I'll get myself ready. It was very early in the morning, something I'll get myself sorted out, and I'll, I'll just get this computer turned on. I go away, I come back, and it's about five, ten minutes, and the computer's still on the loading screen. Hasn't even got past the loading screen. I think, what's going on here? Mm-hmm. So I thought maybe the battery's low, so I plugged it in, and I could hear the fans. The fans were going wild. And I'm thinking, that's weird. So then I'm thinking, maybe there's something on screen that's telling me to do something. So I I just, I I opened up my, no, I didn't. I opened up Seeing AI and it said, flash embedding something. Flash embedding, please do not turn off, basically. Updating the BIOS. Yeah. Right. And I thought, okay, well, fine. But normally it does it quicker than this. I mean, if it's doing that, it takes seconds normally. But it was just going and going and going. And what I was noticing was the computer was getting warmer and warmer and warmer and warmer. The fans were getting faster and faster and faster. And it was not doing anything other than just sitting on that screen. I'm very aware of the please do not turn off, but I'm getting a little bit concerned about the computer. The desk is now boiling hot. Wow. And I'm thinking, you know, ironically, I got woken up at 1 a.m. this morning with a false alarm and a smoke alarm, and now I'm sitting in front of a computer that's about to burst into flames. (laughs) The first predictive uh, smoke alarm in history. <laughs> it was predicting the future. <laughs> it knew what was coming. It did. So I'm thinking, right, okay. So I, I thought, you know what? I'm going to have to bite the bullet here. I'm going to do the thing you're not supposed to do. I'm going to turn it off. <gasps> oh, bricked it. Yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to have to because I, I, it's not working. This, whatever is going on here is not happening. 
So I hold down the power button. Five seconds. Ten seconds. Fifteen seconds. But it's not going off. Uh-oh. Don't turn off. No. That's all right. I Just unplug okay. it. Oh, wait. <laughs> it's a laptop, right? And I'm thinking, okay, so I could leave it till the battery dies, but how long will that be? Do I want to walk away from this house, leaving this thing in this state? Is this going to go... Is something bad going to happen here? I mean, I'm not suggesting it's going to burst into flames, but... Well, how hot was it? It was... I mean, put it this way. Normally, you feel the battery at the back. That's usually what's heating up, right? Or you, you hear the, the fans or the process, whatever yeah. it is running at the back. You, you can feel the heat. The whole thing was hot to the touch. And I mean hot to the touch. Mm. And you know these laptops, it's not like the, it's not a metal casing. No. It's a plastic casing. That's not so good. So that is roasting hot. That's not good. No. So I thought, this machine is going to self-destruct. <laughs> and I thought, what sort of, and then I remembered, because I'd had an incident with a, a Lenovo before, that there's a little pin on the back, and you can just get a little paperclip or something, and you shove it in, and this pin, it will turn it well, It should reset the machine. Yeah. So guess a paperclip. Fashions it into a working tool. Oh, look at you go. That's amazing. I'm like, uh, it was incredible. I felt like Tom Cruise in Mission Undeniable or whatever it is. (laughs) And um, so I I turned the laptop over. I uh, find the little, tiny little hole at the back. And I poke in the uh, paperclip and the machine goes off. And I have not turned it on since. (laughs) Really? (laughs) Because I think, well... It's probably dead. <laughs> it's probably killed. It might be absolutely fine. It might be fine. I haven't given it a, a chance. Just because, I, you know, it's one of those things you want to have the time. You want to give it the time to allow it to, you know, if it's going to go through all this again, I want to give it the time to do it. But if it starts all that nonsense again, I think it's probably on the way out, which is a shame. Um, this is I, the, I'm not having much luck with these PC laptops, if I'm honest. These are the Lenovo laptops that we absolutely love. I love this machine. I do. I love it. And, and it's funny. It's one of these machines that I just feel I'd love to get it working again properly. But and, and, and you know, to be fair, it's been okay. It's not had many problems. The issue, the biggest, biggest issues I've had with it are Windows 11 updates. All right. Calm down. But Leave the machine alone. itself has usually been fine. Uh, so, yeah, that's that was that. So in amongst all this, mm. uh, after all that happened, so in the end, I ended up taking the MacBook here. Right, I thought, well, I have to take something with me because I can't go on a, a train journey for nine hours and have nothing. You can't I take phone. the MacBook Air. Yeah. Oh, I didn't take the keyboard, though, did I? That was the mistake. Mm. So there I am with my MacBook Air, which has got nothing on it. There's no Outlook on it. There's no Dropbox on it. There's no... St- I haven't even signed into iCloud yet. <laughs> nothing. And here I am sitting on a train uh, trying to sign into iCloud, which for about the best part of an hour and a half just wouldn't happen. Yes. And I decided I've had enough. So I put the thing back in the bag. Forget it. I thankfully had brought some Braille books. And thank goodness I brought Braille books because they don't require batteries. Can I just, can I just say congratulations to the people who invented paper? Well done to you. Oh, wow. You are my news. hero. It was, it was paper that <laughs> saved the day. Old tech. Did not require, I feel, you know, I had a friend of mine who had, used to walk up, but still does, walks about with a diary, a paper diary. And I'm always like, why are you, why, you're going to lose that one day. And if you lose that, you, know, you lose everything. You've got your phone, it's got everything in there, it's all synced up. Do you know what? I'm, I'm going back on that. I'm saying get the paper back. Okay. Bring so, paper back. So, so, why, why, what, what a rallying cry there. Scrap technology. Can you call paper tech, paper. even retro tech, really? Can you? 
No. You do know but, the, the shows uh, that we do here, Stephen, and you're calling for technology to be basically outlawed. I, I just think it's, it's when you go out of the house, things just go horribly wrong well, and nothing works. We talked about in real life experience, right? And uh, yeah. one thing, funny, you mentioned in keyboards, that's one thing I did notice. Trying to type uh, in real life when you can't really hear it very well. I was wearing my mm-hmm. Sancor frames and um, uh, the battery went and I could not hear absolutely <laughs> anything just from the speaker uh, of the iPhone itself. And trying to type anything, I kept typing the wrong things. It was, yeah, it's a totally different experience from when you're sat in your living room or wherever using an app. And don't, look, I know we're going to get the super blind tool right in and tell us that, well, you know, you should have been prepared and you should have had 15 power banks and, you know, 800 cables. and But it's, that's just not how you roll, right? You just take well, what you need. I t- I packed my cables, I packed my Apple Watch cable, I packed a charger, I packed a USB mains plug. I forgot to pack any clothes. <laughs> well, that's. I guess you were prepared in the right way, Correct. but also in the wrong way. Yeah. Um, yeah. Tech is the answer. I just wore cables. Um, and uh, Thank you, that sounds beautiful. Yes, um, and picture now, that. Now I understand what happened when I hugged you. Um, but, so we met in London, and we met up with Laura, lovely Laura. We met up with uh, Hannah, of course, who does uh, the Guardian Daily as well. We also met up with Red Sail, host of My Life in Books. We had a wonderful lunch. We did. And a really nice catch-up. And, you know, it was all worth the trip. It really was. Um, so then I get back on my train to come home. I had to get an earlier train because trains were being cancelled all over the place. You know, because it's Britain, oh, right? That was and so strange. Britain, yeah. If, if it ain't cancelled, it will be. Um, yes. And I got on the train, again, freezing cold. And this time I thought, I'm going first class. Sod this. I am going first class because I want to get something to eat. Because I'm, I'm worth not traveling it. nine <laughs> miles to get a coffee. I just want to sit down and have a coffee brought to me. If that's okay, it would be a lot easier. And I get on the train. I sit down and uh, we, we set off on our journey. Again, freezing cold. Important to note this. Should have been a signifier of things to come. Um, lovely person comes through, train manager, and she explains to us that, uh, unfortunately, there's no staff, so there'll be no food, there'll be no drinks, and if you would like to get a drink, you could go to the buffet car, where you will get a free drink, uh, which is now 11 carriages behind, because I'm now two carriages up on where I was before. Uh, So, Did you not play the blind card, Stephen? I don't think I, didn't. I could go. Ah, oh, well. No, 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 I didn't. No, I didn't. But what I, what did happen was because we were getting the drinks for free, a very kind gentleman and his wife, both of them said, why don't we get you a drink? We'll get you a drink. What do you want? And we'll get it for you. We'll bring it back and save you having to walk all the way back and forward. Uh, and I said, that's very kind of you. And so I got my coffee. And, I, and, and the, problem is with, by, <laughs> the problem is by doing that, I want to go there and get sweets and, and, and snacks yes. and, and cheeseburgers, cakes yes. and cheeseburgers and coffees and drinks. And of course, if they're going for you, even if it's free, it doesn't matter, right? You can't say, here's a list. Yeah. I've printed out a list for you <laughs> of what I'd like you to bring me back. Uh, you've got to just say, I'll just have a coffee, please, and two sugars, thanks. I don't want to put you out too much, yeah. But again... And then, and then... Wait. Oh, go on. And then we were kicked off the train uh, one stop before where I live, which unfortunately also happens to be outside of Scotland, um, booted off the train and told, good luck, uh, because what? we're not going north anymore. 
And so that was it. I, I thought the train, I thought the company had been dissolved by the time I got to, to Carlisle. And uh, the only saving grace was a wonderful member of staff who ran up to me and said, grab onto my arm now. And I said, okay. And so we ran. I thought, I don't know what we're running from or running to, but we're running. And it turned out there was a train that was heading to Glasgow that happened to be just arriving at that moment. Ah. And it was the last train of the evening to Glasgow. So, you know, uh, to the staff at Carlisle train station, You're heroes. thank you to you. You are heroes because I finally got home and I had a nice cup of tea in hand by half past nine that evening after leaving the house at 6.30 a.m. Wow. So all in all, actually, although pretty bizarre day, kind of fun. Kind of enjoyed it. It's Would ch- I do it again? Don't ask. Uh, but I absolutely uh, enjoyed meeting you guys. It was a great day. It was really nice to meet up with everyone. It's a change from the norm, right? If nothing else, <laughs> yeah, that's it's, what it's something to talk about. <laughs> oh, that was the um, audio equivalent of someone showing you their thousands of holiday pictures there. We do apologise. You're so freaky. I was just about to say the same thing. I was just like, this is the slides show you just had to say. I was going to say slides, but, you know, I think that sort of ages us. Most of our audience, oh, being I'm the old, young, cool care. dudes that they are, wouldn't know what slides are. That's true. Look it up, kids. And then while they're <laughs> look up cassette tapes as well. Uh, right, stick around. Uh, this is Double Tap. Call the Double Tappers now. 1-877-803-4567. Or email us. Feedback at doubletaponair.com. Did you see emails? Oh, emails. emails. We, we get, get emails. emails. We, we get, get your emails every day. day. Every day, Sean. Every day, Stephen Scott. Oh, it's gorgeous. Isn't it beautiful? I love that little jingly thing. Sorry? Technical term. (laughs) A jingly thing. That's what that is. Yeah, no. (laughs) Or a jingle, as people call it. Or a jingle, as some might call (laughs) it. Some boring people would call it that. I call it a jingly thing. And, you know, it is holiday time, so, you know. Oh, well done. Oh, good save there, sir. Well done. Festive period. Um... Shall we get some emails then? So we got one from, you know that Brian Fischler guy? Who? He hosts, uh, yeah, I know. He hosts this other, other, other. podcast. Yes. yes. I like when they say other podcast because it makes it sound that like we're a podcast. We're not a podcast, we're a radio show. Oh, no. We also we... happen to be a podcast. Yes, we're Just a radio show that happens to be podcasted. Yeah, exactly. That's yep, right. Yep, 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 yep. But anyway, Brian Fischler does host a podcast. It's called That Real Blind Text Show. And you might remember we played a clip last week of uh, his. Um, Comments rant regarding uh, one of uh, allegations, I would say. Yes, uh, towards yeah, towards one of his co-hosts called Janine Stanley. He called her a traitor because she dared to appear on this show. Shocking, shocking. Anyway, uh, Brian has come back to us uh, with some feedback for us following our comments about him. Laura reads our email. Dear Stephen and the other guy, or the artist formerly known as Sean. Very humorous stuff today, and we do appreciate the plug. I would have called in, but I am down in Florida, where they do eat dinner at 4.30 in the afternoon, so mum is in bed, and I'm not allowed to make any noise in the house. Not even the creep of a mouse. On another note, my mum thought Double Tap was a very clever name for a show. She's never told me that Blind Real Tech show is that clever of a name. While Janine is a total free agent and able to go on any show she wishes, you probably don't understand that on this side of the pond, known as the Atlantic, we take the whole traitor thing kind of seriously. Don't forget, Benedict Arnold was initially on our side and still ruffles a few feathers over here. 
Sean, I do apologise for the brain fart when thinking of your name, but since our bromance has grown stale, your name is just not on the tip of my tongue anymore. But hey, a WhatsApp Mm -hmm. romance works both ways, so my bad to you as well. On a more serious note, yes, all proceeds from Laugh for Sight go to blindness-related causes, which over the past 19 years has included eye disease research, the funding of guide dogs, blind athletics and other organisations. This year's benefit was pretty epic and much more entertaining than the Apple Scary Fast event. My best to you and all the double tappers out there this holiday season. Best, Brian Fischler, that real blind tech show dictator. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Brian. Fantastic. And uh, yeah, we should say he does so much work for Lafrisite. It's uh, it's a great event. He puts so much effort into it. He really does. And it's a great event. And um, yeah, it's one of those things I'd love to, if I ever was able to get to New York, it'd be a great opportunity to to go and a good reason to be there. They get some good Um, names there as well. Oh, he's had some amazing names yeah. over the years. I mean, just amazing people he manages to to conjure up to get involved. And, and we know uh, why, you know, with his um, um, anger issues. I, I'm sure he gets whoever he needs. That's right. He shouts at them. He shouts until at them, they do basically, it. Basically, yes. Yeah. I, I tried Boys, that for years as well. Say. Yeah, yes. That's right. Yeah, I, 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 I approve <laughs> of that message. Uh, okay, thank you, Brian. And uh, yeah, go check out that show. It is real fun. It really is, and uh, well worth a listen. Uh, that real blind tech show available on podcasts everywhere. Or well, at least you know of its own name. Uh, okay, Greg in Pennsylvania got in touch uh, regarding bins. Hello, regarding Sean and his bins. Yes, I use a very simple solution. I put zip ties on the handle. One for trash, two of them for recycling and so on. I generally think the simpler the solution, the better. I've only had one horrible incident with the trash. I was taking the trash out one day and as I approached the trash cans, I heard a low growl. So I slowly backed up and my neighbour across the street started screaming my name. I had apparently cornered a coyote who had been roaming the neighbourhood. Wow. All's well that ends well. Greg in Pennsylvania. A, a coyote, as in Wiley coyote. Are they actually That's real? That's exactly right. I thought they were just cartoon things like the Tasmanian Devil. What, they so exist. So did I. <laughs> so did I. Wow. I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah, coyotes. That's like a... I can't even see it. That's like a big dog, right? Uh, a yeah, wolf? A fox. Isn't it like a fox? Yeah, does? we have I don't, foxes I don't know. over here. I mean, you know, we've got wildlife in Britain. Hedgehogs, small mices. Mises. I, I don't, we, listen, I know we have wildlife. I've met the people. Um, okay, so Janine got in touch. Thank you, Greg. Uh, Janine That's a good idea, Greg. I will check that out. It's a very good idea. Uh, Janine got in touch regarding audio description. Loving the November 20 conversation about description. One of my pet peeves is poor mixing of AD. I'll use my fangirl favourite, House of the Dragon. There were episodes in which whoever mixed the AD forgot to bring the show track back up and vice versa. This meant that the sound was really uneven, and especially so in very quiet parts where the silence and small sounds made a difference. I was frankly very surprised at this, as then HBO commissioned it, and it did have a good describer, despite the AD writers getting characters wrong. The differences between countries regarding audio description can sometimes make me turn it off completely. I just learned that a show I loved, Friday Night Lights, now has AD, but unfortunately no one did a quality check on the script. The show is about high school football in Texas, but whoever wrote the AD script is obviously not in the US as they used soccer terms throughout. Hooray! Do not ask our friend over at That Real Blind Tech show about this one. You have been warned. Non-secretor, I bought one of the vaunted table coasters as a gift for someone this holiday. What a cool little item. Hmm, it may be my Black Friday buy for myself. I just have one question. 
I feel the spot for a mug handle, but inside the coaster doesn't seem to have space for said handle. Does the cup part come out to make a larger space and accommodate a mug handle? These are the kind of things that keep me up at night and force me to listen to poorly audio-described series. Janine, who wants a table coaster in the same shade of Ira Blue as her fedora. (laughs) (laughs) Really pushing that uh, table coaster thing, aren't you, Janine? Really pushing it. Um, I'm, yeah. I'm, oh, sorry. As uh, as I'd like to call you around here, tracer. I believe that's the right term. Benedict Janine. Yes. So the <laughs> um the the coaster there is there space for the hand? I don't really understand, Stephen. Yes. So there is. Uh, so what you have is the way it comes. It has like an insert in it, which you could put a glass into. But then if you remove the insert from the middle, uh, you will feel the edge where the cup handle goes. So it is there, but you have to take that little insert out first. I'm or you would so confused. Why, why is this thing again? Is this like a cup and saucer, but plastic to put things in? So I'm just... imagine, a, imagine a coaster. Imagine if you will. Yes. That Donald Trump built. Oh, wow. That could mean so many different things to different people. <laughs> so <laughs> it's a coaster with a wall around it. Oh. Right? It's, they've built a wall around the coaster. So you've got this coaster... And you have a wall around it where the cup would insert into. So you would slip the cup into this. So it's a cup inside this. a cup? It's not a cup. No, it's a, it's a, it holds, it just positions. So I've got mine over here, right? So if I, yeah. hang on. Oh, it's off mic. Oh, oh, oh yeah, professional. Um, so what on earth was that? So um, <laughs> I'll put it on there and I've got my cup. So I'm going to take the cup, uh, regular mug, and I'm going to slip it inside. So I'm just slitting it inside this coaster. So it's not a special mug. It's not a special cup. It's just re- it's just holding a regular mug. And that coaster but it has a little cutout for where the handle sits, so it won't move. And it, you can bump it, knock it, and it will not go over on its side. Does it go halfway up the cup or mug? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay, I've got it in my head now. Perfect. And it, and it you can't knock it over because it sort of sticks to the desk. That's right. It's got adhesive at the bottom. It's quite good because it's sticky. Um, adhesive it comes with you can still pull it off the desk and put it somewhere else and it will stay uh, it's actually not bad at all I've never had it it's never moved once for me basically uh, it's a sticky know, cup holder it. got you yeah okay but but it's but it's holding the cup in position so it cannot fall over and I hate to say it Sean Priest but you are a prime candidate how for a table coaster how dare you sir no it does sound good how accurate how, am I how, that's the question how you need to ask. you are yeah no I'm forever knocking things over that sounds cool just check the little insert, Janine, and just pull it, just slip it out. You'll you'll feel the ridge of where the actual um, the little cutout is, uh, because it's always there. It's just that you'll feel a little wall inside that. That's the bit that comes out. That's the insert that, that pulls out. Um, okay, thank you for that, Janine. Um, now, Peter, not Peter, sorry, Negative Julian got in touch. He had a question about me uh, talking about that radio. Remember that radio I was telling you about? The, one? the retro radio, yeah, which sounded retro really radio. cool. Yeah. Uh, Julian thinks I've got it wrong. Hello, Tech Talk team. Negative Julian here, Oop. speaking to you from a very cold <laughs> Suffolk, England. I <sighs> hope the team's various travels over the weekend went well. I haven't had a chance to listen to the follow-up episode yet, but hopefully you're all fit and healthy. I'm calling in regarding the podcast from last Friday, the one in which Stephen told us all about the retro radio that he had recently purchased. 
Stephen, you repeatedly referred to that radio as being a Runis J180. Uh Now, I think you've got that wrong. I think that what you meant was a Prunis J150. That's Prunis, P-R-U-N-U-S, J150. Certainly, the J150 sounds very, very much like the radio you were describing. If that is what you've got, then did you realise that in addition to all the other features that you mentioned, it also has a solar panel on the back? In decent light, it will recharge itself. Now, admittedly, you live in Scotland, so decent light might be something you're not familiar with, but uh, it might work for other people. Also, as I understand it, this radio internally has a DSP chip. So, although you're tuning it with an analogue knob, internally it's doing its signal seeking and locking on digitally. So, that might explain why you're getting such a good signal from it. Uh, Seems to me that Prunus is a company that believes in throwing everything by the kitchen sink into its products. And give it time, probably you'll have the sink as well, but uh, there you go. I thought I'd best just call in and uh, say that I thought you'd got it wrong, just in case any of the listeners were thinking of buying one of these radios for themselves or as a Christmas present or some such. I think it's a Prunus J150. I stand to be corrected if I've got it wrong. But for now, uh, I'll say cheerio, negative Julian saying bye for now. Oh, now then, Stephen. Is he mm. correct? Did you, Did Stephen Scott, the professional broadcaster, get it wrong? Find out in the next <laughs> thrilling instalment of... Uh, uh, no, I didn't get it wrong. It is a Runus G180. Oh. But you're absolutely right, Julian. Uh, there is the Prunus. And I wonder if I've been oh. caught out a little bit by the... Um, let's just say the... How can we put this delicately? The... the copycat mob maybe because um, oh. it seems very similar and i had a look at the description of the g150 the prunus or pronus whoever it is um and the runus g180 they are very similar they are almost identical bar the solar speaker or solar panel on the back that seems to be the only thing it doesn't have um but yeah, it is it is a runus r u n u s g180 that i bought um, but I'm wondering if this is a copycat version of the Prunus. A similar price, though. I mean, in terms of price, you're talking maybe two or three quid different. Wow. So it's not a huge difference. Well, you would go for um, the Prunus with the solar panel extra, wouldn't you? Yeah, I, I didn't even quid. know it existed. I mean, look, when I was looking for this, I was just looking for something very cheap. It was literally intended to be a retro-looking radio Ornamental, that I could right, put on the it. shelf behind me. Exactly, ornamental yeah. for the for the background. I didn't really expect it to be quite as good as it was. I was kind of surprised by uh, what the sound quality and everything that came, and all, obviously all these functions as well. Um, and it's funny because, you know, there's so many people have come to me over the years and said, I really want to be able to listen to my USB audio sticks that maybe they get from... Uh, here in the UK, it's um, local talking newspapers, uh, local magazines. There's lots of these uh, that happen. There's, there's one where I used to live in Glasgow, still there, called Playback, which is a Glasgow-based magazine, audio magazine, and it gets sent out to people in USB stick form. 
Uh, it's also on a podcast as well, but you, you know, a lot of people listen to it through the USB audio stick. And the problem is the number of USB audio players has diminished over the years. Mm. But since I found this, I've been digging into this, and there's loads, loads of devices that offer this functionality now. And the, the Prudus is really good. It sounds amazing. Um, and it's funny because, <laughs> as is the case often, uh, and this is what happens when your wife works in a similar field to you, um, she thinks this would be great for one of her clients. And so I think it's probably already been stolen from my uh, <laughs> backdrop <laughs> and taken to a client. So I don't think I'll ever see it again. Anyway, so I may need to buy the Prunus, Julian, just because the one I've got has been taken. Uh, but yeah, you're absolutely right. So the Prunus G150, definitely a real thing. Didn't realize that was a, a company. I didn't even, I don't think I even spotted that one when I was going through these. But um they do a lot of different ones. Very interesting. And of course, it's the old-fashioned radio. It's funny, isn't it? You'd think that that would be like a dying category, but it's just not. It seems to be very alive and well. Radios are still very much a thing. It is. Yeah, I, I am quite surprised about it. I, I just always assume that everyone's got a smart speaker. You know, the affordability of smart speakers, a dot or whatever else. You know, I, I say the most accessible sort of kitchen radio I've ever had. Um, but no, there still is a market for these. I just I, that really annoys me though that copycat thing because to be honest, I'm swiping through and voiceover is reading. I wouldn't know. I would probably wouldn't notice the difference between Prunus and Runis and no. J150, J180. I mean that's. Yeah, I'm not sure how I feel about that. Sometimes you'll find that difference if it's in a different country. They'll change the name slightly. Maybe there's some sort of issue with you know another brand with a similar name. That's right. Yeah, but um considering negative Julian's here in the UK, and so are you, um, that's strange. I think it also because if you don't know the name, and I didn't know the name, I don't know Prunus or Runus, um, never heard of either of them. So I wouldn't know which one was the real one. That's a problem. Yeah. That's a really interesting yeah. part of this conundrum. How do you know what you're buying? I mean, you, you're looking at a device and you're saying, okay, this certainly looks like it fulfills the needs. But, you know, are you buying something that is... I mean, I suppose the answer is read the reviews, right? Always read the reviews and try. And I didn't. I just said, yeah, I'll just buy it. I mean, it was, really? only, it was only meant to be Did ornamental. Well, look, it was meant to be an ornament. It wasn't meant to do anything. I wasn't even caring if it ever functioned. I wasn't interested in that. When you go on eBay sit there. for something like that, retro tech that doesn't, it doesn't matter if it's working or not. I would tend to go on something like eBay. Um, yeah, pick I did think about that. Yeah. I did consider that. But then I thought, you know, the, the, the other side of the coin is, and this is unfortunately the... You know, they talk about fast fashion, but there's a fast tech world as well. You know, fast fashion being where, you know, you, you buy something, piece of clothing, you wear it once, you throw it away, you buy another thing, you wear it once, you throw it away. It's kind of getting similar with tech. It's getting so cheap to buy these devices. Yeah. If I can spend $20 on a radio like that, if it doesn't work, nah, whatever. I mean, you know, okay, I'm not in a position to say to that. Have. But, Think of the but planet. The point. Think of the children. <laughs> do I really need to? I was going to think about things. Why can't I just get on with it? Sorry. Why can't I just have a happy day? Um, okay, so uh, thank you, Julian. Um, very interesting note, and thank you for pointing that out. Um, before we go, I want to mention our gift guide, because once again, I mentioned it uh, on the shows during the week, and uh, you, you may have heard our specials that ran over the last two days. Uh, Meet Robert Kinjit, part one and two. You can now catch up with all of that on our website, doubletaponair.com. 
Really interesting conversation with Robert in the past uh, couple of days. Um, and that gave Sean a chance to reset after his time away. It does. It was nice, wasn't it? It, it was. It feels like I've been away for a month, to be honest. Never mind <laughs> a couple of days. It does feel like I've had a little holiday. It was really nice. Well, it, we're back and we're getting, gearing up for the holidays. We've got some big news to come about the holidays. We're going to get into that later in the week. Uh, and also specifically around the gift guide. Uh, because so many of you have been contributing to this gift guide. I, I just want to say a huge thank you. And I mean this sincerely. This, uh, this applause is for you. You guys you are amazing people. Yeah, absolutely fantastic. The, the, the interaction has been absolutely amazing. We're almost hitting 60 items yeah. on the list. And everything is in there. This is such a, a fantastic thing. I also want to say we, we made a couple of changes to the gift guide just to make it a bit easier to navigate. So one of the things was the view, uh, the sort of default view on the website was where it would just show you this, the very first thing first. So the kind of oldest first, I guess. Um, and we've changed that so the newest item is first. So whenever someone adds something new, it will go to the top so that you don't have to keep searching through the pages to get to the latest items. That's the first thing. Um, I've also added a search field as well. So if you want to search the gift guide for something in particular, if you're thinking of adding something and you think, mm, maybe I'll check if someone else has added it first, then and don't let that hold you back. You may have found it somewhere else. You may have found an alternative price or something. Do Prunus or anyway, Runus, yes. Prunus or Runus. I think I've put that radio in there, actually. I did. I put the radio in because I, I was getting a little bit obsessive. Uh, in fact, it, it, there's two in there under radio at the moment, actually, just as a search. So there's the Runus, which I've put in, um, and also Darren put in the Victor Reader Stream 3 um, oh, as well, which is, of with course, the a, a great, uh, with edition. the new tuning feature. Yes. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so another way to get the radio. But yeah, so in here, you can find this, and I've got to say, this is becoming quite a resource. Um, I've already had a couple of people who work in the fields of OM orientation and mobility saying oh my goodness this is amazing I, I searched for this thing you know a specific thing and, and it's blind people telling me what they use i love it yeah um so yeah this is becoming quite a resource and i think this is something we should uh we should develop this in the new year into something i, I don't know what but you know i just think it's, it's been such a, an interesting uh guide to build so yeah thank you for that um, i also want to thank michael babcock because he's a longtime supporter of the show and uh, him and Damasi Thomas, who helped make this whole thing happen, it was all down to them. Yes, they're uh, the brains. They created this. Yes. They were the brains behind the operation. <laughs> um, the, uh, Michael also went on to one of those, um, it's like an AI song generation tool. Oh. And he asked it to build a song or create a song oh, no. for the gift guide. Oh. You want to hear it? I don't know yet. Yes, let's try it. <laughs> Here's the gift guide song. Scrolling through my phone on a winter's night. Double tap on everything that catches my eye. Sipping on my latte, feeling kind of nice. But what I need right now is a little device. Oh, yeah. I'm talking about the double tap gift guide. Give me hey. I want everything that'll make my heart sing. Oh. From the latest tech to the trending fashion. It's time to make my wish list happen. Yeah. <laughs> the double tap gift guide. Double tap gift guide. Oh, that is that's good. That's got that's got a hit written all over it. Oh yes, we should release that. Get that on Spotify immediately. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Honestly, that sounds like a real song, doesn't it? It's amazing how that is that, is generating that. That is so cool, Mickey B. Well done, sir. That is great. Yeah, isn't that amazing? Can we put that on the website? 
I, I, can we put it? Can we get it released? That's my question. <laughs> can we make money out of that? That's what I want to know. Probably not. I, it, was, it was interesting because Michael asked me afterwards. He said, "Who owns the copyright on that?" And that's a really interesting question, right? Is because if you've come up with the idea, mm. and all you've said is, and we say idea, we, we're talking about a prompt here, right, into the chat GPT box. How do you how do you know who the copyright owns? Because who's creating it? It depends what platform it was created on, I guess. I know YouTube are trialing that service as well with actual proper artists such as T-Pain and whoever else. Uh, exactly that. You tell it what song you want and it will do it for you. But I wow. don't know who actually owns it. I mean, it's so, well, AI, you know, we're in that dilemma again. But it's so yeah. cool. Amazing, right? Because, I mean, essentially it's using your content idea. So in the theory, you own the content, but someone else's the voice and someone else's yeah. service that's actually creating it. I don't know. And is that an AI voice or is that a voice based on someone? Mm. I mean, it sounds kind of Taylor Swift, I guess, to me. A that's little who bit, it is. But, every- yeah. well, but I- everyone sounds like Taylor Swift to me. That's- I rang Taylor. <laughs> that's an age thing. <laughs> I said, Did you I said, give her a call? Hey, Mrs. S, can you... Uh- hey, yeah. That's correct. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's something in that. There's something uh, there with that that I think we could uh, do with. But no, that tell us your thoughts on our new song that is hitting the hit parade. Oh, well Whenever done. we find out how to get it onto the hit parade. <laughs> Please stop saying hit parade. <laughs> I know, I feel so old, honestly. Um, uh, we, time for one more. I've got time for one very quick message. This is from Stan Luttrell. Hello, Sean and Stephen. This is Stan Warren Luttrell in Medford, Oregon. Greetings, Double Tappers, as well. I thought you would appreciate uh, my contribution since I haven't made one uh, for a while. Of course, you might appreciate the fact that I didn't make one. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> but at, at any rate, I had a person. I've been working in radio, and I still do off and on. But I've been working in radio since uh, the 80s and 90s. Uh, but while I was working in radio in the 90s, there was someone who at, said that I didn't sound blind on the radio. Stephen, please enlighten me. I want to know what that means. And I want to ask if you've ever been told that. Because I know you've also done actual radio work. So it'd be interesting to know if you've had to deal with that little issue i wish you and sean all the best and enjoy listening to the double tap podcast take care all of you and double tappers as well thank you stan appreciate the comment and uh, yes this is not unusual to me is to it not honest. i've had this a lot yeah you don't I get sound blind you don't sound blind i mean i've heard I, you don't it's... look blind before but never, well, you look, don't when, sound I, when I started working in uh, the RNIB, I was working with a whole team of people who were who are blind, who are blind people on air, right? And I used to have people say, "I love listening to that radio station, uh, but I can't believe you're not you're all blind because you just don't sound it." And people would just say that they'd just be so open. What does that mean? In saying that, what does it I, mean? I, I, do you know what it means? It means you sound halfway intelligent. How can you be sounding so oh. intelligent? And how can you sound so smart and be blind at the same That's time? That's incredible. That's what it means. In that case, 
I sound very blind, so I'm all right. You do sound blind. Thank you. Thank you very much. Stan, (laughs) your voice sounds like a radio voice. Thank you so much. Memford, Oregon. I know. Sounds great. I always feel like I'm on Larry King Live when I hear those names (laughs) sometimes. Like, hey, let's go to Stan in Memford, Oregon. I love that. Love it. So cool. Thank you so much, Stan, for that. Thank you to all of you for your contributions. Keep them coming. Feedback at doubletaponair.com. 1-877-803-4567. Your contributions mean everything, so thank you for that. Also, keep going to the website. Keep checking out all the very latest news, stories, everything that's relevant to you and I as blind people. You'll find it all at doubletaponair.com. We're back tomorrow. Thanks, Sean. Thank you. Bye-bye. Hi, I'm Jenny Bovard. Join me monthly for Low Vision Moments, where I speak with awesome guests about some of the amusing things that happen when you're blind or partially sighted. Watch on YouTube or download Low Vision Moments from your favorite podcast distributor.